<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. There's nothing more painful than hope after a breakup and all these ifs. If only that, it's almost like saying, as long as we're together, then we're good. Like as long as I'm always with my partner 24-7, then we never fight. We only fight when I don't see him. Like that does not sound like a healthy relationship. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hi, besties, and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting, the largest self-love podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and mental health. I'm your big sister and your host, Violetta. Today is all about Benson Knows Best. That means that today I am answering your questions, whether you called in, which I think I'm not doing enough of call-ins, so maybe we will bring it back again in uh, two weeks, not next Tuesday, but the following Tuesday, because you still uh, have a lot of funny stories that you call in about. I would love to have your voices on the episodes. That'll be really cool. And then I also have loads of emails where you email me questions. You can email me at press at daddyissuesla.com or you can DM me on Almost Adulting Instagram or Violet Benson Instagram with your questions and I will answer it on today's episode. I just basically saved loads of your questions and I just have it in a folder right now. So I don't even know. I will just be randomly picking questions and answering them on today's episode. Before we get started, do not forget to subscribe to today's podcast, Almost Adulting. We have new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. And this Thursday, we have a super fun episode with Hannah Burner. I love that bitch. She's a Leo like me. No, I'm not a Leo, but I'm like a Leo. I'm a Scorpio, <laughs> but I genuinely will believe in my heart that I'm a Leo that's just like born in November. So that's just me. Love her. Anyway, Moving on, before we get started and you remember to subscribe to today's podcast and add me on YouTube, I have a few announcements. Number one, I'm officially now with Dear Media. I have changed networks, so just wanted to welcome myself and <laughs> congratulate myself. We are now with Dear Media. It is my new home for the podcast, and I'm very excited to be joining them. They're wonderful and I can't wait to be working with them. So shout out to Dear Media for believing in the podcast and for giving me a home and for allowing me to have another year where I don't have to join OnlyFeet because I got those feet only a mother could love. Speaking of feet only a mother could love, <laughs> we will be adding subscription-based podcasting very soon. I don't even know if I'm allowed to share it, whatever, I don't know. I never read the fine print on in contracts, which I should, because then I always get in trouble. One time I had a, I had a brand deal with um, Instagram slash Facebook and I made one joke in my Instagram stories and within 20 minutes, Facebook and their team of attorneys were on the phone with me speaking about my breach of contract. And that was scary. <laughs> 
but I guess I never learn. But anyway, yeah, I will be joining Supercast. We are finalizing everything, but for subscription, I'll be joining Supercast very soon. So hopefully in the next month or so, I will figure out all of my extra content for you guys. So we will have subscription because that's the best way to promise that I will not have to join OnlyFeeds this year, you know, in order to create extra content for you guys and then create, you know, extra financial security for me and my team. Just being as transparent as possible. But yeah, I've seen everyone else do subscriptions. So it just makes sense. And I'm really excited for that. Aside from that, I did want to share a last announcement. I wouldn't really say an announcement, but I feel like if you listen to some of the intros of some of my recent episodes, I was constantly sometimes mentioning that I was going through ups and downs or I was feeling a little low. And I feel like I was giving hints. And that is correct. I was going, whether it's seasonal depression or was feeling depressed. I wouldn't say I was going through full depression. I'm not sure though, perhaps, but I definitely was going through it. Obviously the vacation that I went on being around people that weren't that kind to me probably didn't help my mental health, but it is what it is. And I believe that people should be kind to you regardless of them knowing what you're going through. And I think that's why you should always be kind to people because you never know what they're going through. I mean, just now there was just yesterday, there was an announcement, which is so shocking, I think, to everyone that Angus Cloud from Euphoria passed away at the age of 25. And he passed away because it seems that he wasn't doing well mentally because a week prior he had to bury his father and he was really struggling with the loss. And his family and loved ones are saying that, you know, they know now in their hearts that he's now reunited with his father, who was his best friend, and that he's been very open about battling with his mental health for quite some time now. So I think that's why it's so important to be kind to people around you Bullying is not funny and it's more projection of who you are as a person than the people around you. Whether you're bullying people on the internet, whether you're enjoying seeing someone fall from your friend group, online, people you don't know, it doesn't matter. Look from within and figure out why you feel that way because you never know what other people are going through and you want to make sure that you're always kind to others regardless of whether or not you know where their mental health is at. So make sure to check in on your friends and your loved ones and people that you care about because you never know when you will have your last interaction with them. All right, so what I shared the other day, two days ago on my personal Instagram stories was basically that my hormones have not been the same ever since, ever since I got off birth control And ever since I froze my eggs, my hormone levels have not gone back to normal. And I've been going through so many ups and downs and I've been really struggling mentally the last couple of months. I've been so up and down. I felt like I had no control over my emotions. I was lacking motivation to get back into all these exciting things that were happening at work. I just felt so gloomy, like everything was in gray and things around me were just moving while I was just standing still. And I kept it to myself and I did my best to still turn in all my work because, you know, work doesn't stop just because you're depressed. And, you know, I care about you guys and I love you guys. And it was important for me to still do my best to create 
you know, it was important for me to still put things out there. And plus, you know, I'm also in contract, so it's not like I can actually really stop. <laughs> but regardless, I wouldn't want to stop if I didn't have this job. I don't know what I would do. I love, I love doing what I do. So yeah, I was keeping how I was feeling to myself and I felt constantly up and down. And it's also one of the reasons I lost so much weight that people started to comment on the internet, whether asking if I'm olozempic or if I'm starving myself or telling me that I look disgusting or I don't look that great. When in reality, I was just so depressed that I stopped eating and it was the only way that I felt in control of my life that at least I could control that by not doing it. And it took me quite some time to get out of that mental state. I will say what helped me, which is something pretty unconventional that it seems that right now there's this group thinking where everyone's walking around saying, well, I heard that you shouldn't take birth control, blah, blah. And I made the mistake last year getting off of birth control after being on it for over 15 years because people on the internet told me that it's bad for me. Instead of figuring out what works for my body, since my body is different from Jennifer in Wisconsin's body. You know what I mean? And I think because of the internet and the access that we have now to communicate with people all over the world, we sometimes forget the part where we are all different from one another. So we think our opinion becomes facts. And we like to tell other people what they should and shouldn't do with their bodies. So people out there who may be... I don't know, overeating, smoking cigarettes, binge drinking, taking antidepressants and so many other probably pills are out there telling me though that I shouldn't take birth control because of certain risk. When in reality, the birth control was helping me with my PCOS. And all I did was just completely stop at cold turkey. Then I froze my eggs and then my hormone levels were all over the place. Again, even worse. And this time it was just really messing with my mental health. So I recently decided to make the decision that worked for me, for my body, which was get back on birth control. And the last three weeks, I finally felt like I was slowly seeing in color again. And I felt like I could logically think better. And I genuinely never even believed in PMS. Like I genuinely thought when I would experience PMS, I thought I was am I being emotional? Because that's what, you know, men love to tell women we're just emotional or am I overreacting? Am I crazy? And then I finally realized that, no, it was my hormone levels. Like PMS is as real as it gets. People are assholes for telling you it's a myth. And compare from last month when I had PMS and where I was at mentally and how I've reacted over things that made no sense with my reactions versus this month, yesterday, before getting my period, there was no PMS symptoms. I felt level-headed, calm, peaceful, and then I got my period easily. And again, I'm me personally, I was on birth control for 15 years prior to getting off last year. I never had an issue getting my period when I was off of birth control and when I was on birth control. I never started taking birth control for that. I started taking birth control for hormone imbalance. That is something that I needed it for medically. And now there's other women out there like me who need it for hormone imbalance, which has to do PCOS. The PCOS I have is high in estrogen, not high in testosterone, which is what many other women have. So I do not have issues with getting my period or with fertility. Because when I was freezing my eggs, even though I've been on birth control for so long, I was still incredibly fertile which I know is an issue for other women that they're not. 
So again, our bodies so different, but I did want to share that mentally I was not doing great and I'm finally coming out of this shadow and it feels nice. I'm happy I made the decision for myself and I'm going to go see a doctor this month to figure out the proper birth control for me and just to check on all my hormone levels in my body and what works for me. So I wanted to share that because I want this to be a safe space for other women who are considering getting back on birth control or who are currently on birth control since it seems like there's a lot of stigma and shame around it. When in reality, there's so many different things that work for our bodies that don't work for other people's bodies, but enough with the shaming, it's, it's weird. And I really don't care for this, for group thinking. It's, it's too much. And there's a quote by Terry Pratchett. And he says, <laughs> which obviously this has nothing to do, like, you know, take this with a grain of salt. But he says, the IQ of a mob is the IQ of its dumbest member divided by the number of the mobsters, <laughs> which kind of always makes me laugh. Obviously, it's a bad example for birth control comments, because obviously it's people that literally it's it's all of us women trying to figure out what works for us because the medical world is so behind when it comes to women and our, well, men as well, and our mental health. So a lot of times there's all these hormone things that are happening with our hormones and then we just get prescribed all this medicine and we don't think about our mental health, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, enough to talk about that. Let's move on. So let's get started with today's questions. Um, the first question that I got was a DM. Okay, this is from K, KG. Hey, Violetta, I'm not sure how to submit questions for advice. So sorry if this isn't the correct way, but I was just wondering if you had advice on how to get over a guy friend that you develop feelings for. I thought he felt the same way about me, but he has recently started dating someone else. His behavior seemed really flirty with me, to be honest, but I know I need to leave him alone since he has a girl now, and I don't think I can be his friend right now anymore without it hurting myself. Anyway, would love to hear your advice if you can. Thanks. Okay, so you're not wrong for believing that maybe your friend was flirting with you. It's possible maybe he was. But in the end of the day, he ended up meeting someone that he likes more than you. A lot of times when it comes to friendship between a boy and a girl, it's kind of hard to cross that line. So a lot of times, potentially you could be liking each other. It could be both ways, but it's a gray area that many times the guy doesn't want to cross because a lot of times when a guy looks at you, when you're their friend, they're still down to fuck you. They will always be down to have sex with you. If you have a vagina or a hole, they would be down, especially after a shot or two. Regardless if you're like a sister to them, as long as you're not a sister to them, like physically sister in their blood, blood related, they will consider having sex with you. But guys who now have empathy towards you because you guys got to hang out a little bit and they grew to care for you as a friend, they know better than to cross that line. So they can be flirting with you because they want to have sex with you, but not flirting enough where they want to date you because they know they will act like a dog with you, meaning they'll think of fucking you, but then it's going to get awkward because they weren't actually planning on dating you. There's like, there's so many different levels with guys when it comes to from friendship <laughs> to fucking to dating and how they view the different women, the categories they put them in. So I think your friend was actually doing you a favor. He didn't cross that line 
because he knew that even though he was flirting with you, he was probably down to sleep with you, but probably not down to maybe date you. And he didn't want to ruin your friendship. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. As for him now dating someone else, what a blessing that he showed you that he wasn't going to planning on taking it to that next level. So now you can move on from it instead of it being a prolonged flirty friendship, you not knowing what it means. And then you're just holding yourself back from meeting the right person or you meeting someone you're interested in. So I'm glad it happened sooner than later. If I were you, and by the way, I've been in the situation years ago with one of my guy friends where he liked me first. I didn't like him. Then I started to like him. When I finally liked him, he ended up dating someone. And I started to get jealous seeing him with this other person. And I had to remove myself from the situation. So I think the healthy thing to do is to stop being friends with this person for a while, especially knowing that you have feelings for them. It will only mess with your head. And it's asking for too much from the other person to, you know, not to speak of the person they like or not to have the girl next to you and all this stuff. It's like, it's your responsibility to think of your feelings. So what you need to do is to start hanging out with this person less. You don't even have to tell them why. You just start being busy and focusing on your life till you feel like you are fully over this person before you can become friends with them again. They will understand. And if he reaches out and asks you, why are you being so aloof and this and that? Then you can explain to him, listen, I'm not going to lie. It's a little awkward. I kind of like you. It's not a big deal. You're dating someone. And right now I just need some space so I can get over it. Trust me, no one has ever been upset at someone being honest with them. So that's what I would do. And if the friendship is real, this person will be there when you finally remove your feelings for him. But trust me, you will get over it. The only reason you like your friend right now is because you have no other options and you're bored. I've been there. I removed myself from the situation. A month later, I started dating someone, or maybe I wasn't, I forget, but I stopped having feelings. And me and my friend became friends again, like it was nothing. And we would hang out with him and his girlfriend and our other friends. And it was nothing. And I was like, oh my God, I can't imagine I ever had a crush on him. That was so weird. I must've been so effing bored. So you're good. I hope that helps. Okay, next question. Hey, Violet. First, I wanted to say I absolutely love your podcast. It's so insightful and you give such thoughtful, great advice. Ooh, okay. Pressure's on. It helped me realize some things about myself, especially when you speak to healing your inner child, because 
I also come from a fucked up family. I know relationship month is about to end, although it ended, so obviously it's old email. And you've been giving some amazing advice. So I wanted to see if you can help me. Basically, my ex and I dated slash lived together for five years. We broke up because he had to leave the country due to visa issues. We did long distance for over a year, but of course, I got cheated on. And eventually we broke up. Well, to be honest, I got cheated on before we were long distance. Damn. Not while we were living together, though. But I think when he'd, when he'd go back home, he would have his fun, even if I couldn't always approve of it. I know my intuition was right. This wasn't the case during our entire relationship, but it was an issue at times. He was younger than me, and we were in our 20s, and it was one of those crazy, passionate, super in love, by also volatile relationships. The fucked up part was that I know neither of us would have ever ended it had we stayed living together. It's always such bad thinking, by the way, guys, when we do this. If only this would not have ended. If only we did this. If only it was this way. If only the ifs will kill you. There's nothing more painful than hope after a breakup. Hope will destroy you after a breakup. And all these ifs. If only the, it's almost like saying, as long as we're together, then we're good. Like as long as I'm always with my partner 24 seven, then we never fight. We only fight when I don't see him. Like that does not sound like a healthy relationship. Same way here, where I know if we stayed living together, we would have been fine. You just, you mentioned earlier, correct me if I'm wrong, then you got cheated on while he was still in the country. So you're saying the only way you wouldn't get cheated on if, is if you were around him 24 <laughs> seven, then it would be okay. Got it. So she says, it never would have ended had we stayed living together. I just know. It was the long distance that became the nail in the coffin, but it needed to happen. But you said he cheated on you before the long distance. Don't forget that part. She continues, but even after we broke up, we couldn't really let go of each other. We still kept in touch, even while we both had new boyfriends and girlfriends. Ref flag. We would still talk every so often. I think the longest we stopped talking was maybe about six months. Fast forward to six years later, we still keep talking, even though communication is sporadic. And he's tried to see me over the years, but I brushed it off. Now we're living near each other again, not in the same city, but two hour flight away. Sounds pretty far, but okay. I don't even go to Venice and that's 30 minutes for me. Anyway, she goes two hour flight away and he started reaching out more. I know he's in therapy and he's admitted to a lot of his fuck ups and apologized to me over the phone. Our communication style has totally changed for the better. We're able to talk about our feelings with each other without the situation erupting into an argument. But the truth is, he runs hot and cold with me. He will be around for a bit and then he disappears. I don't think I will ever get closure with this relationship. And I always wondered, would seeing him help me with that and help me heal so I can actually go with the person I'm meant to be with? Or will it bring me right back to where I am almost a decade ago? And I fall madly head over heels in love. Or another insane theory I have is, if we have never been able to let go of each other, is it because we're meant to get back together now that we're both grown and mature? Or am I fucking delusional? LOL. Or maybe he's like a narcissistic prick. Enough with the use of narcissistic. It's such an overused word. We always think someone's a narcissist, but in reality, they're just not that into us. <laughs> anyway, or maybe he's just a narcissist prick who's just trying to keep me around to make him feel better when he's lonely. I don't know. Is it worth entertaining this? I know this is loaded and lengthy email, but I am at my fucking wit's end. I'd love your opinion and advice on this. P.S. 
Another weird fucked part about this is that his mom, who loves me, has also never stopped texting me, even when he had other girlfriends visiting his family because I see them on Instagram. His mom would reach out to me and tell me how much she missed me. That's toxic, which I thought was weird as fuck. It's also crazy because the last time I saw her and him, she was the one who told me that I needed to end things with him out of respect for myself. Girl, if a mother that raised her son, this woman raised this man, she's lived with him her whole life and she's telling you, bitch, run, listen to her, believe her. <laughs> so anyway, she told her, you need to end things with him out of respect for yourself. And if I ever had any hope for us working on the future, eventually I took her advice, but more out of respect for myself. Sidebar, I was mortified that this woman said this to me, but even that she knew her son was treating me like shit towards the end. I feel like even his mom is part of this whole thing too. It's fucking wild. Again, sorry for the lengthy email. Thank you so, 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 so much. If you answer on your podcast, please keep me anonymous. All right, good to know. So to answer your question, things don't work out for a reason. There's no such thing as signs or things that are meant to be. That means that then you leave everything to chance when in reality, we constantly have a choice and we're responsible for our own actions. This person is not a narcissist for keeping you in their life because you're also making a choice for keeping them in your life. And here's the thing that you will have to learn the hard way when it comes to men. Men will always come back if you leave the door open, if you leave the door open, even just a little bit, a tiny little bit, you leave it a little bit ajar, the man will come back just in case he can get some attention to fluff his ego or to fuck you. It doesn't mean that he's coming back to love you. If he wanted to love you, he would have loved you when he had a chance to love you. If a person wanted to act right, they would have acted right when they were with you. And then when enough time goes by post the relationship, we stop remembering all of the moments on why things didn't work out. And then we suddenly paint this person in some new light of, well, you know, maybe it wasn't that bad. And then suddenly it's only the positive memories. The fact that all of these years later, you're saying it's still up and down with him. He's still hot and cold. He always disappears. I mean, you're stating things on your own, already saying that he's not right for you. How are you meant to be with a person that doesn't want to be with you? You're meant to be with someone that wants to be with you. He doesn't even live in the same town as you. You're already making excuses. Well, it's only a two hour flight. Okay. Let me guess. He told you you should come see him. Has he ever actually said, oh, okay, I will fly to you on this date. Has he actually made solid plans? No, because he doesn't want to see you. He's had other girlfriends in between. You have now created a fairy tale of something that doesn't actually exist. It's like when I was trying to mourn one of the last guys I dated and I thought that I missed them until I realized that I was missing their potential because this guy that I created in my head, he didn't actually exist because the guy that did exist, he showed me exactly who he was after we broke up based on exactly how he acted post breakup. All of his actions were exactly who he was. And all this, well, what if he shows up at my door? What if he finally apologizes? What if he finally realizes? No, no what ifs, because none of that happened because that's not him. That's not the person I dated. It's the person I created in my head and he's not real. Just like this guy that you dated years ago, he's not real. 
He's an he's someone you created in your imagination and he doesn't exist and you have to move on. And sometimes it's easier for us to stay in a fantasy of someone than it is to actually put ourselves out there in the real world and actually date because then you will actually have to try. You will actually have to be vulnerable with someone new and that's scary and that's hard. So then sometimes it's easier for us to sit in a fantasy and fantasize about emotionally unavailable people and the story of what we could be versus actually dating someone in real life that's in front of us. So I recommend S to go out there into the real world and make new mistakes with new people who can teach you new things about what you like, what you don't like. So you, then you can be one step closer to your person because this guy, he belongs in your past, not in your present and not in your future. And if you are still confused over, over this person, then it's best you take a step back and you don't talk to him for a while because you're not putting your mental health and your heart first. You're being a silly goose and all you're doing is hurting yourself. You don't need closure. You got the closure when you guys parted ways the first time. Closure is this made up thing that we all think we need when in reality we don't. Closure will never give you what you think you need. Closure will just leave you hurt with more questions because closure will never give you the answers you're looking for. The answers we normally are looking for during closure are, the reason I'm not with you is because I just loved you so much and you're so perfect and it scares me. I'm so, it's not the, well, actually, I guess I just never really liked you and I liked keeping you around and I still like keeping you around while I date other people who I'm actually interested in. That's the closure that you're not actually looking for. So wake up, okay? That's that. Let's see if we have one other thing to give advice for. <laughs> Let's see. Somebody said, I'm at a loss as to why men treat me so badly as they do. I feel like I learned to love myself and yet these men disrespect me. Here's what I can tell you. The world is a self-centered world where it's everyone's all about me first, me first. And people will always disappoint you. But what's important is that you get good at communicating and good at voicing your expectations and what you're looking for and setting boundaries so that you're able to weed out the people who are not right for you. A lot of times we say things like, well, I love myself and I, I put myself on a pedestal, but like why the people around me are not? Just because you love yourself and you now respect yourself, it doesn't mean that that automatically means everyone around you is going to do the same. The only thing that it means now is that when you love yourself and you respect yourself enough, you are now able to say goodbye to people who don't respect you the way you feel about yourself. You can say goodbye to them faster. You notice, you pay attention faster. Oh, you rather split the bill, even though my boundaries, I believe in romance in the beginning and I believe that you should pay for me on the first, second, third, fourth day, whatever. Those are just my rules. Okay, then you're not right for me. Oh, okay, you rather meet me somewhere or you rather do Netflix and chill, even though my boundaries are where I believe a man should pick me up. Okay, then you're not right for me. Or I'm looking for being exclusive with someone, dating in a relationship. Okay, you're just looking for casual. Okay, goodbye, you're not, then you're not right for me. It's when you don't love yourself that you stick around trying to prove people how they should respect you. And in that moment, you're wasting your time, okay? 
If someone shows you they're not able to love you in the way that you need, it is not an invitation for you to try to convince them. It's a moment for you to remember who the fuck you are and leave. So when this person is saying, I don't, I'm so lost why men treat me like shit is because for some reason you are attracting and accepting behavior from men who treat you like shit and you take it personally versus realizing that has nothing to do with you. These guys are just shitty guys and they're going to treat everyone like shit. But when you love yourself, you walk away faster until you attract the men that you believe you deserve to have in your life. When you view yourself in a high regard as a prize, then you start to surround yourself with people that also view you as a prize. I'm very confident and I love myself. And trust me, I still can get sometimes people in my life who are shitty, but I know better than to take it personally because I know it has nothing to do with who I am as a person. It's how they feel about themselves. And I say, goodbye. And I move on to the next person. It's that quick. It's that fast. It's that easy. I don't have time and I don't need to prove my worth or how great I am to someone that doesn't deserve me. Bye. Next. All right. That's our episode. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed my passionate advice. And tune in this Thursday for my episode with Hannah Burner. And tune in next Tuesday for a brand new Reddit confessions. And I found some of the best Reddit advice I could about breakups. So that's going to be really exciting. All right. Love you, besties. Have a beautiful rest of your day.